Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the KBR Sports Podcast. You already know the best sports podcast of your 24-hour day. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. Of course, if you are not already following or subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, go ahead and hit that subscribe and follow button. And, of course, make sure you guys, if you enjoyed this episode, listening the whole way through, leave a review. Those always do help. I do want to make sure I can read y'all's reviews on the podcast, whether they're good or bad. If you guys leave a review, I will be making sure I'm reading them on the podcast because they do help support and lift the podcast up in whatever platform charts and so on. So it just gives the, the, the podcast a bigger bigger footprint to be represented on all the different platforms. So if you guys could do that, I really would appreciate that. And of course, we got a big got a big show for you guys today talking about obviously the Bradley Beal trade to the Phoenix Suns, some NBA finals and some of the implications from that and maybe how this trade was done because of the result we got in the NBA Finals. Also talking about Zion Williamson, Damian Lillard, all those different things. And just a lot of NBA drama that's been going on recently. Draymond Green opting out of his contract and so on. But I got my guy, Snack Kill Oatmeal, here with me to talk, break everything down. My guy, how we doing? How you feeling? How's the, how, how, was the, how, how has the week been so far? Because I guess we're recording this on a Tuesday. So by the time everybody else hears this, you'll hear this the day before the draft. And... Well, tell me, tell me how you're feeling first. Then I'll tell everybody what the draft plan is. Uh, brother, I'm doing great. You know, people always say basketball is the best off season, and we made it what, maybe two days after the finals, and we're already like got like we have Zion potentially being moved, Chris Paul got traded, Dame in his yearly discussion about being traded. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is there. We have the draft right around the corner. Yeah. Draymond opts out. It's like, bro, we already eaten. Yeah, man. We got a lot of – it's a lot of good news to talk about. But, guys, in terms of the plans that I have for the draft, I might do a pickup episode. Um, he might join me for the episode. I'm not sure yet. But this depending on timing after the draft. But – I want to I want to do more reactionary drafts because there's so many moves to do and re, and and so many things to cover with the draft. So many people are looking to make a trade maneuver with their draft picks, and I, it, it probably would be too much to cover in this podcast. And to be honest, that's that would have been a podcast that possibly could have gone on to almost three hours going through all the different teams and what their draft plans could be. And that's just a big commitment to do, and so. I definitely would want to do more so a reactionary podcast. I, then I also think that you guys will hear more about the players that you are interested in. And if anybody did make moves, those would be the more highlighted and prominent ones as some of the players, some of the players in the later rounds or the later parts of the draft might not be names. You guys are all, all too aware of and might not be guys that we've watched in particular all th- throughout the whole season either. So I just figured that would be the best way. And we would be able to have a, a better in-depth conversation around things in that regard. But Let's start off with this Bradley Beal trade. It's kind of the trade that was on the periphery, and it's funny because Brian Windhorst, you know, him foreshadowing things in a way oversaw this or foresaw this and saying that if if we did see movement with Bradley Beal, best believe it was going to be a package that 
wasn't exactly one that would jump off the page in a way that maybe Kyrie Irving's did or Kevin Durant's did and that really garnered that level of attention. But the Phoenix Suns essentially land Bradley Beal and pair him now with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. And what they ended up giving up for him is that they're expected to send Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, multiple second round picks and pick swaps to the Wizards. And it's be due to, a lot of this is due to the fact that the, there's no first rounders in it because Phoenix has no available first rounds to include in the trade. And so that is, and, and I feel like coming into this trade, we all knew that they weren't going to get the best deal in large part because Bradley Beal has a no trade clause in his contract. How he got that, I don't know. For the life of me, I don't know. But I do want to ask you, before we even talk about the trade itself, what do you think about that fact? That Bradley Beal has a no trade clause. He gets a, he gets a super max and a no trade clause. Like, what do you think about? You know when somebody is is bidding against themselves, and like <laughs> they just they just up it for no reason. That was the Wizards. If like, you like, if you ever want to know why some teams are just like just constantly at the bottom of the league, like don't, those kind of things. Those kinds of things are why. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it even says it that I mean it, it limited the Wizards pool of who they could trade him to they had a deal with miami potentially and even when they when they announced the island oh my god that's it for valley bill like they don't have to give up Tyler hero they didn't have to give up like a million first rounders and it was like a, a part of it was like bradley bill said no or potentially i don't know what came first was it they backed out or you know uh Miami, Miami kind of took took the stuff away, or Bradley Beal already had said no. But it was like apparently the Heat did pull back somewhat on the trade. Yeah. They didn't want to put because they were more in on they they're just way more in on the prospect of trying to get Damian, Damian Lillard. Lillard. Yeah, get ballsy. It's ballsy, but I kind of get it because this is where, and I guess this is where we can discuss more about the trade and how we see the prospects of things for this trade, because this trade for the Suns essentially locks them to this core. This is who their core is going to be going into next season and and for the foreseeable future while all these guys are still on contract. And this is going to be an expensive team. I mean, really, when you're thinking about the different, the different things that go into effect now with the collective bargaining agreement that has now been agreed upon, and that does take effect by July 1st. So really this deal, I said it in one of my TikToks. If you guys aren't following me on social media, go ahead and follow me, Brendan Abin or KBR Sports as well. But I said it on a TikTok I made about this saying that, hey, if this deal, if they didn't get this deal done by July 1st, it wouldn't have been able to get done because the new league guidelines would have went into effect and would have changed up a lot of what would have happened with the money and how things would have been able to work for this deal. And what would have been most relevant in that is that the salary spending threshold which is the second apron would have been seventeen point five million above the luxury tax threshold, and that wasn't that was going to be a big part in in what was going to limit the Suns from being able to do this deal, and it was something that was supposed to be in effect to stop teams from being able to build super teams like this. Like this new CBA is totally in effect just to limit super teams, and part of why I am a bit like man with this deal. It's not like I I, I think what the Suns gave up. I I think I saw. All right, before we even started recording, we talked about it where Bobby Marks made a note saying that when it comes to what the Suns' options were, it was either keep Chris Paul on and have him sign at a veteran minimum or have or keep Chris Paul and have the veteran minimum to use, 
waive Chris Paul and have either the 12.2 or 5 million tax mid-level and the vet minimum or trade for Badly Beal, in which Bobby Marks alludes to maybe that being the best option. And I'm 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 more inclined to agree with maybe that being the best option, but I think if you have Chris Paul, I think because of the fact that you just try and get the best talent that you can get, and I think that's the idea they have here, especially because it's not like once Chris Paul would have been off the books, I don't think that money would have then allowed them to just be like, okay, we're going to go get a great defensive big or something like that. I mean, I don't know, because then you also have the DeAndre Ayton piece. But I think that part of my skepticism with this deal is that I just don't like Bradley Beal's making more money than Kevin Durant right now. And to have that guy be be the guy that's one of your big three, and he, it's not like this big three is probably the worst version of a big three I've seen. And it's it's in large. I mean, <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> and but this is why though, because every big three we've had, right? Whether it's LeBron, Wade, Bosch, KD, Steph, Clay, Draymond. I mean, that's like a big four. I don't I don't really know how to determine that one, but that you get that one is. That was a full-on super team. And then Durant, Kyrie, Harden. The thing with those super teams is that all of them were like bona fide all-stars, right? And And they were in systems and they had teams that were versatile, especially defensively. Brooklyn probably the least so, but Brooklyn was so good offensively. You could, like, it worked, right? And... Really, the injuries are one of the biggest things, amongst others, that derailed Brooklyn's victory. But all the other yeah. big threes, you saw how mm-hmm. it worked, right? Like even even offensively, Wade, Bosch, and LeBron were not the perfect fit offensively, but they were so versatile defensively that they were able to compete at the highest level of any team. Hence, why they got to four straight NBA Finals. This team is not like. Th- Durant is like the peak of this team, right? And so Durant Some people would argue some people might argue Booker at this point, but I mean I don't know. Two two scorching hot playoff games. I don't know if I'm ready to put you over Kevin Durant. I'm not disrespecting I mean is, is that that when you shoot eighty percent, bro, I mean come on. Literal, literal light skinned Michael Jordan out there for the first half. <laughs> Let's let's just say there's a reason why we predicted that they were gonna lose. We knew they were gonna lose. The minute we saw what it took for them to win those two games, we we're like, oh yeah, they're losing this series. <laughs> like, come on, like that. We knew they were gonna lose, right? Like, we knew that wasn't gonna be sustainable. Granted, Kevin didn't look great in that series and either. But what I would say is that I think the most dependable guy that people would take in that on that roster is Kevin Durant. Then after that would be, and he's also the best defender next to. Probably, I'd probably say next to Devin Booker. Hold on a second, hold on a second. I, I, would you really, do you, are you talking about just like strictly on the court performance? Yes, just on the court performance. Uh, and I'm talking both ways, both ways as well. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine, that's fine. And then I think after that's obviously Devin Booker. And then Bradley Beal, man, I, ah. Uh. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make. I don't think this is. A, I don't think this is a hot take. I'm gonna, it's a, I feel like this is a very important take. Bradley Beal and Devin Booker ain't that far apart. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Really? You don't, you don't, think, you don't think so? They're not that far apart, dog. I think they are, bro. They're not. You know, you know what it is? Because I, I want you to go back to the time, you know, sit back and put your feet up and remember the times before Chris Paul. Uh, Devin Booker was nothing but a, a – and that is not my word. Shot chucking, empty stats having, blah, 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 blah. Player, like you know, which is Bradley Beal, bro. As soon as you start winning, all of a sudden you're a winner. You know, you you learn how to win. It's like it doesn't matter what team you have, it doesn't matter what like, you know, what organization you're a part of. Like all that matters is you start winning, and all of a sudden you're a winner. Uh, if Bradley Bradley Beal's best teammate uh, is was was Russell Westbrook, I go go finish your bars. And they made they made the playoffs that year and. I mean, it's not like Bradley Bill had a bad year. I'm not saying he's better than than Devin Booker. I, I I'm I'm I just don't think there's that like, there's no there's not that big of a gap between the two. I I think people of them are first options on the championship team. I think Devin that Devin, Devin, Devin to me has an interesting case. I mean, depending on yeah, I think in terms of well, on a championship team, neither of them have won a championship, so it's hard to make the case for it, but. I think that when we're talking about like which guys would I which guys do I have like I think Bradley Beal man last two seasons averaged twenty three points a game. Booker's been <laughs> Booker's been at twenty seven point eight, twenty six point eight, twenty five point six. Booker's Booker's getting better as a scorer. He's becoming more efficient, at least in terms of scoring from the field. His three point shooting's been his three-point shooting went down from last year where he was at 38% down to 35%. But Booker as a scorer has improved. I mean, he's shooting more free throws as the years go on. I mean, aside of maybe the 2019 and 2020 seasons, he's he's I mean, he's still been like he's he's on a current arc. Like his arc of scoring hasn't really gone down, whereas Beals has drastically dropped. Like, All right. So here's the problem with Beal, right? So Beal had an injury issue. Uh, last season, because bro, he shot thirty percent from deep. Like Bradley is a thirty-seven percent career three-point shooter. He shot thirty percent from deep that year. Like, uh, and he only played forty. Bradley like, hasn't shot had, over thirty-five percent from deep. I mean, this season he shot thirty-six point five. Yeah, I was gonna say, bro, he shot bro the last. He, he shot thirty-five in twenty eighteen, thirty-five in twenty nineteen, thirty. He shot thirty-four point nine in twenty twenty. 
Oh, like you, he's pretty much been a thirty-five percent shooter for the past five years. No, but what? what and he, he, but I guess just in like, comparison oh. to Devin Booker, like for example, right? If we're just talking about their their ability to score, yeah. If Bra- Bra- is Bradley the way I wouldn't I wouldn't characterize Bradley as being like a shooter shooter. Like I feel like I feel like, but even even okay, we're kind of miss- we're kind of getting through the forest in between the trees here, or whatever the this phrasing is. What what in terms of like being closer? I feel like Bradley Beal's closer to somebody like I don't know, man. I feel like Bradley's closer to like Zach Levine than he is to Devin Booker. Oh, make another statement here. These guys are not all that far apart from each other. No, but I'm not just talking about offensive production, though. I when I say that, I mean like also defensive production. I'm talking about like oh, playmaking yeah, yeah. ability. I mean, Bradley- Bradley is, I mean, all right, of those three guys, you know, because they're all, I, I feel like they're pretty much all, like, close enough to around the same player. I mean, Devin, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not better, that Devin's not better than Devin is, but better than Devin's a better playmaker than both of them. They are, uh, and he's probably, like, he's a, he's a, he's a better player, but, like, this, there's not, like, this wild gap between the two, is what I'm trying to, like, like, if you say Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, there's, like, there's, like, a, a, a like, a noticeable gap between the two, right? When you go from Devin Booker to Bradley Bill, there's not some like noticeable gap. Like there's a there's a gap, but it's not like it's not it's not the same. No, I know. I I mean Kevin Durant's like a top ten player in the NBA. I know it's it's, it's definitely different. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I, 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 no, I, I feel like this discussion of like Bradley Bill is like I, I don't I don't know like there's well, like these because, like Kevin Durant and and no, well, Devin Booker are like steps ahead of Bradley Bill. I'm like. Kevin Durant, yeah, Bradley Beal. I'm not Beal, sorry. Kevin Booker, eh, well, because down. There. I mean, because Bradley Beal. What is like? Okay, so here's the here's my okay. only thing. But with Bradley Beal as the best player on the Wizards, minus John Wall, Bradley Beal has had no postseason success. Bradley Beal has not. And if you're if you're closer to Devin Booker, Devin Booker, if one thing that we can give him credit for, yes, he got Chris Paul, whatever you want to say, that's fine. But even so, Devin Booker was more so the head of that team. In terms of just on the court production, even Chris Paul was, especially in more recent when? years, dating back to when. No, I'm sorry, my more recent after the finals, Devin Booker has definitely taken on more of that offensive load than, especially due to Chris Paul's injuries. I don't think that. I mean, Bradley Beal hasn't gotten them into one. Like he hasn't gotten past the first round. With who? With who? Bradley Beal. With who? Who is he at? I I look and, and are we gonna? Are we, no, no. Brandon, I'll pull up Bradley Beal's roster right now and tell me what 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 team. Okay, so here's here's the thing. Here's okay, so first round team. It's past the first round team. So you're telling me Bradley Beal isn't better than wasn't okay? Bradley Beal doesn't didn't have a team that that was better than the Hawks. All right, hold on a second. What year? I'm trying to pull the team. We can we can even talk about this year's Hawks team. Do you think that? Do you think this this year's Wizards team was better than the Hawks team? I think there's a case for it. Yes, especially if you have a better a better number one guy to go to. <laughs> no, don't play Kyle Kuzma. Stop. <laughs> no, 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 Listen, you go from a guy. Are you talking about Devin Booker? Right? You're like, all right, Devin Booker has Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, right? Yes. And you go to Bradley Bill. You're like, all right, you have Chris Paul for 17 games. And you have Kyle Kuzma. No, but Chris Chris has played sixty five games this year. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. You're right. I'm looking at last year. Sorry, I'm looking at last year. Sorry. But that's but and, and that's the thing. Bradley's the guy out of those three players that played the least amount of games. 
Yeah, so I've been saying, uh, what, uh, what's it called? Of the last, uh, the last two years, where his point, his point has dropped. Yeah, he's been injured the last two years. But that's a Bradley problem. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying, like, looking at him saying these last two years, his scoring has dropped. It's not like he's just, like, on the court in his scoring. No, but what I'm off. saying, no, but what I'm saying is, yeah, but even if you've been dealing with injuries, I don't go to, like, for example, right? Let's, let's look off, let's look at guys like, I think if we go to, Paul George's scoring numbers. I mean, he's been injured the last few seasons. I don't think his scoring numbers just took a. What'd you say? The only thing is, numbers are taking a dip like that. I don't think they took like Paul George. The in the seasons that Paul George has been playing with the Clippers, I think he's been at the same steady scoring cadence. It didn't. It wasn't like he scored. He averaged thirty with the Clippers, and then all of a sudden fell off and started averaging twenty three. Mm-hmm. And he's been injured. So and he's had seasons where he's been more healthy than other seasons, but he's been at a steady, steady like case of production. But if now we're just gonna attribute Bradley's fall off to injuries, I don't know if I'm I'm gonna go there like, with Bradley. Can, see, you can't just say injury and then not say what the injury is. No, but okay, so but for guys that like like Paul George and Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard, so you don't think that their injuries have been on the same scale as Bradley Beals? I think it's different when you say, Hey, your 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 hand slash wrist are, are bothering you? Why is your why is your shooting you know fall off a, a, a cliff and then you find out you you have an injury with your wrist? And if your I legs are like messed up, you get no lift. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's a different type. Like what what are Bradley? Like they no, they're injuries. They can't play when their injuries happen. They can't play. Like their their knees are messed up. They're like yo, you can't run, bro. Bradley, what's his name? Kawhi couldn't get on the court. Like Bradley was playing with his injury and then decided to go into that surgery. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like his hand was messed up. Oh, I'm he's still playing. He shot thirty percent and then he's like, all right, he cut it after forty games and was like, I'm having surgery. So you think Brad? Okay, so let me. Okay, so what what is your take? What are you trying to tell me about Bradley Beal? Sure. I just want to know what so you're trying to tell far, me. I'm I'm just saying it's not that big of a gap between Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. They're both. But in, in the grand scheme of what I'm trying to say is, this is a garbage big three. Is what I'm really trying to come down and say. Like, I don't and I don't think we disagree there. I think that's the longest time yeah. it took us to get <laughs> there. We don't disagree. Like, that's why That's why I kind of just cut and just got right to the point. It's a garbage big three of, like, in the, the biggest problem I have is, is like, the 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 LeBron James, uh, what's the other guy's name? Dwayne Wade, you know, Gosh. those two are the big players. What? And Chris Bosh. No, 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 but not, I'm talking about main boy. And for like the Nets recently, it was, you know, Kawhi, not Kawhi, gosh, Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant. And for the, the Warriors, it was Steph, Durant, uh, Draymond. Like the, the problem is for all those big three, all those guys are good playmakers, like for the most part. Like you have one really, really good playmaker in, in certain cases. Uh, and then you have like James James Wade, both are phenomenal playmakers. And then uh, you have who's going with us? The Nets, Harden, phenomenal playmaker. Kyrie, very good playmaker. Durant, good playmaker. The Warriors, Raymond, phenomenal playmaker. Curry, phenomenal playmaker. It's like when you get to the Suns, none of them are phenomenal playmakers. But and all of them are just like. Pretty good playmaker, like Devin. Like Devin made like probably is probably the best playmaker of the of the three. But it's like, 
he's a like he's now your your main your main playmaker. I guess it is like it's a lot of energy to be expanded to be your main playmaker. Yeah, and especially when you, it hasn't been the, the Suns have run their offense through Devin Booker in stretches, but never to yeah. the effect of like him having to be now the point guard or whatever forward point so, forward whatever he's going to be but yeah the it was like you know mainly when paul went out was like his uh his main like his main time with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And that's part of my skepticism with this because when you look at how many games, even these last two seasons, both guys have played, Devin Booker has played the most games this la- this last season with 74%, and he's missed 43 games. Kevin Durant, he's played 63% in the last two seasons. He's missed 60 games. And Bradley Beal at 55%, and he's missed 74 games. And to me, I, I, this is just such a heavy lifting victory that like, you have a Wade, Braun, and Bosch workload for this victory, and, and neither, none of them are great I, defenders at this point. I would say more. Probably yeah. I, I I yeah I would say I would say more like uh, like again when it comes to playmaking it's like it opens the it opens the gate for everybody else like Mario Thomas could like they did their job they they had specific jobs that they did they didn't have to step out of the roles because the big three formed the role so well it opened up the game for those guys. Do, does Devin Booker Bradley Beal like playmake well enough to open the game up for their for their role players like that? Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if they make the game that much easier for their role players. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like everybody, like they, it just adds more work to everybody to get better looks. And I think one of the saving graces, and funny enough, I mean, for me personally, I'm more worried about this team defensively than I am offensively. To be honest, because I feel oh, like yeah. when when teams have this yeah. level of talent, you just kind of figure it out offensively, and they normally normally are able to. But when it comes from a defensive standpoint, I'm just like, well, who was like this trade to me didn't do, you know, exactly this. I I look at this and I'm like, the the, literally the only guys signed on this team right now are Durant, Beal, Booker, and Aiton. That's it. Oh, they don't have um. I don't have their contract up in front of me. No, the only they those are the only four oh, players they don't signed. Have or something like that. Dang. No, man, those are the only four guys that are signed. And I'm just like, dude. Hell. You and are you. They, are, are they cast out already? 
Yes, and so now really all they have to give out are veteran minimums. I'm like, dude, this team is not – and that's part of my problem. If this team was formed in the old CBA, you maybe still have your mid-level exception or something like that, the tax, the trade player exception or something to use. That would be a little different because those type of – when you have your mid-level exception, that can land you a guy like a Dante DiVincenzo, like you got the Warriors. But when you're now in this new CBA and you're going to be stuck – hand-strung with only veteran minimum contracts, people generally have to look at your team and be like, I don't care what I'm getting paid. I just want to go win a championship. And to be frank, that's like, what, you're getting paid one, two million dollars? Nah, bro. No. I don't see it. Like, what What wing defender? I mean, you'd be. I guess we'd be surprised, but because people went and did it in Miami – I feel like the certainty of winning a championship was way more higher in Miami. And I also think the buzz in Miami of that, of what they formed was still so ridiculous. Like what Miami was is, it's just so different than this or even golden state. Like when golden state came together, you come on, everybody knew that was a championship walking as long as they were healthy. Miami, everybody knew pretty much like, Oh, you took what the, the MVP from the season before, you took the third place guy in MVP votes the season before, and then you took what Chris Bosh who was maybe like tenth. Yeah, and it's like you put those guys on the team, and you pretty much surmise they were going to be able to win a championship. And honestly, I'm not going to get into the Dallas series, but it's just one of those things. This t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm gonna I'm gonna, it alone. I was going to make a comment, but I'm, I'm going to hold it back. <laughs> but. It's one of those things that I look at this and I'm I, I ready. I can just see I still see Jokic and Jamal Murray eating this team alive. Oh, like, yeah, easily. Without question. You know, and the the run that the Nuggets had in the finals and even throughout this whole playoff run, and to be fair, and I know I said this last podcast as well, I think it might have been the last podcast of the podcast before that. After watching this whole entire playoffs, I definitely feel as though the Lakers were the team that I saw that when they played the Nuggets, I was most yep. comfortable with. And I was like, okay, that team had like if the Lakers can find a way to get consistent production out of whomever was is going to be your point guard, and who's also <clears throat> like if they could have just got freaking regular season D'Angelo Russell, that series that series is way more is way more like it's it's just not a sweep at least, right? But they were just competitive, so they were so competitive in a sense. And they were able to compete with the Nuggets on a different level that I'm just like, man, that when I look at all the teams with that, how they play defense, how they're able to get their shots, I definitely like the Lakers as an option, especially because they, they have that defense. When I look at this yeah. Suns team, I don't even know if I have the Suns team. Like the Suns team, I think they fare better against the Lakers because the huh? Lakers, I think, I think, I mean, obviously Denver is the champion. So I don't think they, I think when it comes to Denver, they just don't, no shot. But yeah, here's the problem I have with them against the Lakers is like okay, who in in a Phoenix Lakers series, who's the best player in that series? I'd probably say so hard to know, man. I I, I mean, probably LeBron James. That's exactly. And then so the second problem, the second question is. Durant's the second best player in that series. Anthony Davis had the second best impact in that series. After that, LeBron. Yeah, and, and that's exactly, you know, that's what, that's why I said it's so hard to say because you mean you are thinking the same thing, bro. That's so nuts. I was thinking this. I'm like, Anthony Davis's impact 
is greater than Durant's impact in a weird way in that series. It's not a weird way. Durant, like, bro, I think we can go look at that series, that last series, and say Durant. I mean, Durant was good. I, I guarantee I can pull up his numbers, and they're and they're good. But like, I, I don't think his numbers like correlate to like how good he was in that series. No, no. I, I mean, it's one of those things that you look at it. It's like, oh, he had a good statistical series, but when you're watching the game, you know Durant's impact was like you you barely felt him on the court. It was. Is one of it's almost like the 2012 finals, if that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, and, and it's weird because it's like, yeah, Durant's like he, he's scoring, huh? He, th- he averaged 30 in that series, exactly. But it's like the quietest 30 you'll ever see in your life. Yep. It's like yep. I remember Russell Westbrook's explosion in I think game four or game five more than even yeah. Durant's average of 30. and. It's one of those crazy things, and it sounds nuts. People are going to be like, that's nuts to say, but it's like, it's true. Like, when a guy makes an impact, you see the defense literally change the way, or the offense, rather, change the way they're going, attacking the rim because of Anthony Davis. The Nuggets had to keep making adjustments because Anthony Davis was on the court. And the Lakers were trying to find minutes to keep Anthony Davis on the court. And, to, and, let, me, and let me say this, because it's not like the Suns were just not having to game plan for Durant, which they were, right? They were game planning for Durant and Booker. But it came down to a point where those two only impact the game so much offensively, right? But when you have two guys like AD and LeBron, where LeBron's playmaking, LeBron can gut your team offensively. So you have to create a game plan of how you're going to contain LeBron and maintain and contain his playmaking and his scoring. Because the minute LeBron goes into the post, you notice in the Nugget series, they're all of a sudden bringing double teams. And yep. that, when, that, when that happens, Austin Reeves is getting off, Rui Hachimura is getting off, like... And that's what killed the Lakers that D'Angelo Russell couldn't hit his shots. But when you have when when it comes to the Suns, the playmaking ability, like like you noted, it's not the same from their top guys. So when you don't have that level of playmaking, the defense really knows they have to guard you one way. And it's just like we just have to make this guy's job as tough as possible when it comes to him shooting the ball. And it's not that Durant can't playmake. Durant's a, a, a really good playmaker, but. Uh-huh. I, I just I Durant wouldn't be the one running my offense, I guess you could say. So Yeah, I get and, and that's one of the things like it, when I when we evaluate this victory, I'm just like I don't even know like you said, I don't even know if it's better it makes them better than the Lakers. And that's even parsing whatever happens with Draymond Green. I don't know, right? Him opting out of his contract, we'll get into that, but we'll talk about that in a little bit though. Yeah, but even with him and Golden State I'm like looking at this. I'm like, if the Suns team plays Golden State, like I think they're closer to what Golden State was this season. Obviously, I don't think the same Golden State team is going to come back next season. I think it's going to be a vastly different Golden State team, and I think they've admitted it as much. You think it's going to be a vastly different team? I, th- I mean, I, th- I don't think they they can afford that team as it is. I mean, unless guys are going to take pay cuts, but yeah, I just don't think okay. they're going to be able to afford. So, I mean, I, I think the contract that Golden State is kicking themselves the most over right now is Jordan Bulls. I think. The money they gave yeah. Jordan Poole, they're definitely regretting it now because now you're looking at Clay and Draymond to take pay cuts, and it's like, mm, right, um, to make it work. So I just want to I just want to run off Durant real quick in the playoffs because again these numbers are you know like you look at me you're like dang these are good numbers. I mean, he played a lot of minutes to be fair. So he played forty he played forty four minutes almost in the first round, and he put twenty eight seven six. On 50, 51, 45, 95. And then the second series, he puts up 29, 10, 5 on 45, 22, 88. 
I don't know where that twenty. I don't know what happened the three point shooting in the second series, but my gosh. Um, I mean, that would have been I against like, Denver. Yeah, that that was against Denver. Um, it it was just like, I mean, again, forty two minutes, forty one minutes to get twenty nine and a half points in the second option of the team. I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Is that, is that, those aren't those aren't numbers you run home with, and you're like, yeah, I'm so like this is gonna be. And granted, obviously, like now that you have Bradley Beal, it creates a different dimension, right? That I think part of the issue with this team was that they they didn't have. I don't know, man. I was gonna say they didn't have the depth, and they did. They don't say they still don't have it. That's the thing. It's like. Uh, 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 it's like, all right, you, I, I would have run the back, but I, I didn't make a point I meant to make when you were talking about uh, it. Like, honestly, if you go back and look at the the Nuggets series with the Lakers, it's like, yeah, they got swept. Um, but it's like, D'Lo played, I mean, just unbelievable. Like, I'm not going to get into it. But, and, and then it's like, you also got to remember, like, LeBron's just, he was playing. It's not like he played terrible or anything like that. But jump shot was just dead. Like, it, j- jump shot was just – the three-point shot, I should say. His jump shot was dead, but his three-point shooting was just – And he was dealing with the foot, too. Yeah, and that's what I was going to go into as well. It's like, he, his jump shot was – his three-point shot was just dead, and his foot was clear, it was clearly an issue. And it's like, again, that was still their most competitive series. It's like, if you, if you told me next year – and again, LeBron's going to be 39 next year. And there's no guarantee he's going to be healthy, you know, going into the playoffs next year. But it's like if you if you put if you put a gun in my head and say, hey, take a bet of who's going to perform better in the playoffs next next series and then next year, I'm I'm still going to probably take LeBron James. Like, it's, and it's one of those things, man. Like, I, I, <laughs> it, I really just wish we could. I I wish you could, like we always had this conversation about Anthony Davis, and. Anthony Davis, for all his talent, if you if you just knew you were getting a consistent ver- – like, you always know what you're going to get from Anthony Davis defensively, right? And mm-hmm. I think from – off, that's really why I'm praying the Lakers just don't go and make dumb move it, just going and be like, we need to go get a third star. Let's just go and get a – like, let's just, okay. let's just, you know, torpedo the, the, the depth that they have now. Because I think that depth is important, especially under the new yeah. CBA. It, it truly emphasizes you, you – prioritizing depth and managing your 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 money and your contracts because yeah. going and getting another star that you just can't do that with like i think a big three of that time yeah like if this big three included Giannis Antetokounmpo no problem no problem but see, that's being, that's being like that's being ridiculous, right? If if this if, if this big three, right? I mean, um, that's that's uh, essentially what Wade and Braun and Bosch was. That was their big three. Uh, yeah, communication. You had a Giannis still, level player on the team. Like, uh, uh, if like if they if they have been able to flip this and get like, would you? If they had flipped this and got in like uh, Lillard, right? I feel a little bit better. Yeah, without question. Yeah, like, uh, you know, I'm not even, you know, like, obviously, obviously Giannis would be, you know, check this, right? But, like, if you can give me, if you can give me Dame, who can, who's a, you know, a, a step up at just pretty much every level of, of Damian, of uh, Bradley Bill, like, 
in terms of offensive, like deep, like playmaking, shooting, scoring, all that, every aspect that he's just better than, than Bradley Beal, right? If you can give me somebody who, who's, you know, a, a good playmaker, if you can give me somebody who's a plus playmaker and a great scorer, I would feel a lot better about this, uh, about this trade. But adding another ISO scoring decent playmaker, I'm just like, I'm, I just don't. I really don't see, like, what I, I I don't know like again it's just like a worse I I can't think of like a worse big like like big name big three. No, I mean probably closest thing you get is Harden and Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I probably say <laughs> that, and then I, I'm still taking that like easily. Either. I mean I would like too. they're they're yeah they're worse defensively, but they're I feel like they're infinitely better offensively. Yeah, offensively they blow this. They blow this victory out the water. Yeah, they're they're I mean they're garbage defensively, but it's like I don't know. It's, it's just a, it's an equal trade off basically. Yeah. And all right, so and my my real question is this, right? Because we we did just like completely just throw off like one other person in this whole this whole thing. DeAndre Ayton on the roster next year? I think so. I think. I don't, I, I don't see them going and trying to turn him because for one, I don't know what team, like what's the team that needs the DeAndre Ayton piece, but also has viable wing defenders and also has a viable defensive <laughs> big, right? Like, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I know a team that needs the DeAndre Ayton type player, but uh, oh, they don't have, uh, they don't have, well, anything really. But <laughs> that's the problem. Hopes and dreams. That's the problem. So I'm just like, is this just? Do you just say, "Hey, we're just gonna stick with this core, and we please try and and incorporate"? Like now, you have Frank Vogel as a coach, so maybe Frank Vogel is the coach that can pull out the defensive game plan that can maximize DeAndre Ayton in some way. And I don't know, because DeAndre Ayton, there were so many times in that Nuggets series, or just a period in general, where I'm watching this man, I'm like, this guy is just in the in the blender. he is getting just really, mixed it's really up. weird. It it's is weird. Really weird. I don't get it. Uh, you know, and that's honestly the reason why I don't. I I wouldn't be shocked if he's off the roster to start the season. They have so they have no money, and it's like okay. I don't know if you're willing to. I don't know how they feel about the underneath because this is another year now. He he got bent. I bitch with a dude with a mullet, bro. Like, that's tough. Like, I, I don't know. In a playoff, like, you, how do you get outplayed by an undrafted player? He may have been drafted, actually. But it's like, I don't think anybody knows who Jock Landell is. <laughs> you know, it's like, you got benched by him in the biggest series going, you know, in the, in, like in the in the playoffs, you know, like he, he did go undrafted. I was right about that. Okay, he, he you got benched. You got benched for him. And it's not like he played amazing. Like, bro, eight points, five rebounds, five points, four rebounds, thirteen points, five rebounds. Oh no, sorry. So, yeah, like he didn't. He was no like Like, dude just came and actually played with energy and, and you know wanted to be on the court. And it's like that's a very low bar to to, to you know the crossover. And it's like you're paying twenty million dollars, twenty plus mil to DeAndre Ayton to that you have to bench him in your biggest in your biggest playoff games because of energy. Ah, 
and now you're looking at this team and you're saying, no, sorry, he gets $30 million. He gets $32 million next year. And you're telling me, all right, now, I have, I have this, these three guys I'm paying a crap ton of money to already. I have nothing around them. I have this piece. He's 24, going to be 25 when the season starts next year. You know, I, maybe I'll look at moving him and get me some pieces. But the problem is what pieces? Ooh, yeah, listen, bro, I, actually have a, I have a list of teams pulled up right now. And I, I've like been quietly trying to go through the teams and try to figure out like where, where he could go to. <laughs> so I like, try and, and try to put something together. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the Warriors could, but, like, they have Looney. And it was, they could do, like, a signing trade with that, with um with Draymond, but, like, I don't understand why they would do that. I feel like they would just keep looning and be like, listen, we're not going to take a dude with the attitude issue to come in here and, you know, mess things up, even though you are 24 going on 25. Like, I don't know. No. We're okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you look at the Raptors, maybe? For DeAndre Ayton? Oh, listen, I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing stuff at the ball, bro. Evidently, I mean, I think that's what no, the, no, that's I what mean, the Suns would be doing I mean, if they made the okay, trade. Hold on, second, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on. No, they have. I thought they had precious. Um, I, I feel. Like, uh, I feel like if you can. All right. So I mean, all right. You remember, Van Fleet's Van Fleet has already said. Van Fleet has already said. He's he's already declined his option. He's going to free agency. Pascal's still under under contract. OG is still under contract. You don't you don't have to pay for OG. Pascal's still under contract. Bro, they're not moving DeAndre Ayton, bro. This is so bad. This is so painful. Like, my man is struggling. <laughs> Let's, we might as well just say they're just going to probably end up keeping him because that is I guess, I guess they are because, man, there ain't nowhere to send them to. And that's part of the problem. I mean, I I just don't. This, I mean, DeAndre Ayton, he's so ah. young. He's so young. He can still become something that he's not at this at, or he's hasn't good. shown to be. He's not even a bad player. And if if they that's probably why they made the defensive hiring of Frank Vogel because they and Kevin Durant even said hey I want Frank to bring out more of that defensive side of me I'm like okay let's see how many games you end up playing all that and I don't know man I I just I'm not high on this Suns victory I think if this is the core that you're telling me that the Suns are expecting to try and go for a title with for the next four years I don't Ooh. and and you ask me to bet money on who if they win a championship in any of those years unless Ooh. if Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray are healthy, and honestly, Aaron Gordon as well. If they're healthy, there's no shot. And if LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy as well, there's no shot that I'm betting right, that this right, team wins a championship. There's no way. What I'm to do is make it one more year past the Lakers. That, I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I checked, I think LeBron and Kevin Durant are almost on the same trajectory of health at this point. So, I look. No, hey, you're not wrong. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. <laughs> the difference is, the difference is, all right, you look at it and you say, all right, Kevin Durant becomes my third option. I still got Kevin Oh, man. Bradley Beal. Oh, man. That's my. I'm, oh. I'm just saying. I'm and just saying. That's the team you want to run out there and say we're going to be. <laughs> that, that's it? That's it? Okay. All right. I can tell you're really lifting for the Suns right now. You're trying your best. <laughs> I'm still quietly trying to make a deal here. <laughs> I commend you for the efforts, but it, it ain't. It's there's, not there's, there. there's genuinely. I, I, I'm being honest with you, though. Like, I'll see if there's nothing. 
Like when like you have, you have to you have to be creative to do a three team deal. Like there is no. I would generally be laughing when we see the DeAndre Ayton trade thing happen, and we're gonna be like, huh? Like it's almost gonna be yeah. on to the extent of Rudy Gobert going to the Timberwolves. I, oh. oh, okay. All right, hold on. No, no, not even, not even, not even bring that one up. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't solve any of the issues. Oh, man. I'm telling you, man. It's a hard Wait, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm pushing right now. Hold Give on. it up. Give it oh, up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. The magic. Okay. No, man. Stop. The magic. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So you have Wendell Carter, who's a good center. But it's like if you compare DeAndre Aiden with Powell and friends, I'm just saying you got a little something cooking. Why would you trade Wendell Carter for DeAndre Aiden? If you're the Magic. Because DeAndre Aiden is uh, better player, quote unquote. Oh, is he? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's not what I'm that you know what that trade was right there? That was a trade that you find in 2K <laughs> just to make sure the money works. Like that was entirely like one of those trades. Money doesn't even work. You have to. You have to. You honestly, okay. I actually, I'm actually starting. Right, I'm actually starting to little do a little bit here. I would honestly call them about Wendell Carter and Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac, play didn't Isaac? Like two, he didn't play for like two years. And like the one thing, the one thing he can do is play defense. But he don't play. Ignore that part. You take it, that's why you take a shot out. Ignore that you part. Listen, that's you, you don't have any first rounders, bro. It's not like you 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 are very picky right now. You do not have like this like plethora of like I can just go get whatever I want to. Listen, bro, you got to take some chances sometimes, you know? Yeah, and I guess what? I'd rather take the chance on the guy that I know what he is offensively and the guy I can try and court. Do you know what he is offensively and defensively, though? I think we all have an idea of what DeAndre Ayton is. I don't know know if that man, Jonathan Isaac, is going to play. I don't know what he is offensively and defensively, to be honest. Hey, man, he is whatever we make him in to be in. I guess. At least offensively. All I'm saying is I'm kicking the tires. I'm giving them calls and saying, hey, all right, we're done. we're done with the Suns. The Suns are done. This is over. <laughs> this is done. I'm done talking about the Suns. This is awful. I'm so if through with them. Call, call the Magic. They have Jonathan Isaac. I'm so through with the Suns. They have, this is, this is, no. They have, bro, all right, all right. We're no, we're talking talking about Draymond Imagine, Green. We're talking about Draymond Green. We're talking about Draymond. Nope, I will <laughs> not. I will not. I refuse. If you go from Kevin Durant going no, to, like, the vaccine. I refuse. To Anyways, Isaac, guys, DeAndre Ayton opted out of his contract. Or, sorry, not DeAndre Ayton. Draymond Green opted out of his contract and now we're in a position where he turns down around 27 million dollars that he had in the option and is now a free agent in which he has suitors from the likes of obviously the Warriors the the Mavericks and the Lakers and so now you sit there and you look at it and really this is the moment where this Warriors dynasty could be in jeopardy because if I've I felt like 
the, the team that needs to be thrown the, the, the hard checkbook at Draymond Green right now is the Mavericks, without question. For the Lakers yeah. to get for the Lakers yeah. to get him, they pretty much have to sacrifice all their depth to go and get him. So I really okay. yeah, they okay. would. Yes, yeah, so I'm really not interested in that Lakers scenario, and I I don't think the Lakers should be either because part of their problem, I don't think their problem in this postseason was defense. I think they needed one more guy that was obviously going to be able to score and and I yeah. mean, just score. Yeah. I think that was their issue. But I for the Ma- for the Mavericks, they just need somebody that can play defense and protect the rim in some semblance. Anybody exactly, and I think for the Mavericks, that guy was would obviously be Draymond Green. He fits their mold of how, what their team looks like right now. They could play small with him, and they can do a lot of different variating things with him. And he's also a playmaker, so that would be interesting for them. For the Warriors, I think this is just coming down to a money interest right at this point. And I think him opting out of twenty seven million either speaks to the fact that he thinks he can get more on on an average on years. So if he thinks that hey. I can go and get a contract where I'm signing for four years, hundred million or something. I don't know. You just now extend those years out on the deal, or if he says, "Hey, I think I can go and get a contract that's worth 120 million. Just pay me three more million dollars and make that 30 million." I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, and right now the Warriors are talking about they need guys like Clay Thompson to possibly restructure what his deal is going to be. I mean, he's going to be up for an extension next season, I believe. I'm gonna take a while. I'm gonna, all right, two, two. I don't think I don't think what's his name believing. I don't think Draymond. I think uh, Steph Curry is gonna knock the door down and, and tell them, listen, I don't care what you guys, you get Draymond back here. There was a. Um, I wish I kept it. There was a. There was a showing like his his three point percentage and Draymond's not not on the court slash when Draymond misses time. But it's like it's a, you know it's pretty good pretty good sample size. Be how long they play together. His three point percentage plummeted. Like it's not it's not great when he doesn't have Draymond. Mm. As much as we're like as much as we're like oh you know Draymond needs Steph and Clay's you know space and look as good as he, he helps both of them too. Like it's not it's not a one way street. Yeah. And also in in, in the time getting to defense, like you know clearly they they desperately need his like they if the if he leaves their defense is done. Yeah. Um. So it's like if, if I'm taking a wild guess that Steph is just is. Just, Banging that door down, saying, "Listen, I, I don't care. I don't care what you got to do." This guy, like, we don't we matches up so he like his contract ends with mine. Whatever you got to do, I don't care. Just just get it done. If anybody was going, like, I think I, I really don't think Draymond's going to win. I I just see some teams were already offering some contracts. Uh, the Pistons have said they're interested in offering them. Uh, they're interested. Uh, contenders, I think they said Memphis was interested. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I saw that uh, Memphis, yeah. Memphis, Miami are all I, I, listen, Draymond Draymond is a guy in any team, any team would want, pretty much. Even even like the Lakers, even though he's not a great he would he, like he's not a negative between on the Lakers team. Like it is just he just provides too much with on the team. He's just he's just so smart and so good. Like he he like no matter where he goes, he's gonna make an impact. Yeah. I um agree. So, and, and I, I genuinely don't think the Warriors are gonna let him walk. I, I, I think they know how important he is. If anything I think you see a real hard look at Jordan Poole getting moved this offseason, which I don't think surprise, would surprise anybody. And I wouldn't be shocked if, if Clay is the guy that kind of like gets the kind of takes the fall next year and getting an extension. Yeah, I mean, 30, 33 going on thirty four. His he played awful, and, <laughs> and <laughs> he played awful in the in the in the, in the Lakers series. 
Yeah, it was rough. Um, uh, that's being very nice. The I I just I think he would be the guy that you would be like, all right, listen, you know, we're not getting rid of Steph. We can't get rid of Draymond. You know, we can't. There's no way we can pay you. I think he'd be up for like forty million or somewhere around that around those numbers. Uh, I I just I can't imagine they pay they pay Clay uh, Thompson that kind of money. And I think that's part of the. I think that's part of the problem now is that I think people, especially because I I have a friend I have a friend that's a devout Warriors fan, and even me and him have been going back and forth about Draymond. And I'm telling him I'm like, dude, Draymond's value. I get annoyed because I'm like, how does how do people not see what this guy does for a team? I mean, he was they, second team all defense this year. Go pull up that last year's Celtics series. Go look at who was in his head and playing terrible, and who turned around, and all of a sudden that series got turned around. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable Ugh. to me how much people value, and it's, it's literally just because people only value offense. And I'm well, I'm not trying to just not towards my friend here, but just in terms of like Warriors fans and what I've seen online and stuff. And it amazes me. I'm like, could you guys not see how much value this guy? Like, if you, if Draymond left the Warriors, that team is in. I mean, eighth seed at best. And that's and that's me considering how great Steph Curry is because, I mean that's what they were. Remember when what Steph missed? I can't remember how much time Steph missed. Remember they got they got into the play in and they lost to the Lakers. Yeah. And yeah, and then the Lakers got got their spot. I think they were like the seventh seed or something like that. But I, I without Draymond Green, man, that team. I mean they plummet defensively. I don't know how you really replace them. I saw a report saying that Kaminga is now apparently seven two. I don't know how true that is, but man, cool. It, 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 being seven two does not mean you make good on defense. I know, right? But it's one of those things that I'm just like, guys, like we gotta really just evaluate what how we value star players here and the value that is attached to them because they don't just like Draymond Green made multiple All Star teams for a reason. There's a reason the Warriors don't wouldn't put up with his antics if it was just that, just antics, right? There's, he has value, and even in terms of locker room morals and values and stuff like that, and talk and just leadership, he's the one that's the most vocal guy on the team. I remember last year when they had that game against the Kings, going into that game seven, I believe, and everybody made a big deal of it. Like Steph Curry gave this speech, and I'm like, you know what? You know when you make a big deal of a guy giving a speech is when they don't give speeches often, and. That's when I was like, well, Draymond, I mean, it's clear as day. Draymond is the guy that's the one that's normally the locker room voice. It's cl- like, I'm not saying that Steph Curry isn't, isn't that voice at all, but most of the time it seems as though Draymond is that guy that's the, at the forefront of a lot of those conversations with this team. Some of, sometimes it's detrimental to the team. It, it, you know, it blows up in their face when it comes to stuff like Kevin Durant, the chemistry in that regard. But Draymond Green was also the guy that apparently was a big deal in getting Kevin Durant. So... The guy that he was saying that he was talking to Kevin Durant when they lost that series. Yeah. Um, the series they blew three one to the Cavaliers. Yeah. I mean, yes, he was the one. He was the one saying that. Like, yeah, he called. He's like, yeah, we need you. And it. It's, and yeah. Nothing. There's always listen. There's always guys on the team that's like your rah rah guy, and your guy who goes out and gets it done and is like your, come on guys, I got you. I'm, I'm gonna show you how I play. No matter what, it's not getting to me. Don't let it get to you. That's Dream stuff. And that and that's the thing. I think, I think a lot of teams, 
obviously, I think if you have a Draymond on your team, your team, your team can possibly get by with just having two stars, at least well, in terms of offensive stars. Like if you replaced Bradley Beal with Draymond Green, that Suns team, I'm way more fine with it. If you replaced, I... if you took, if you put somebody like Damian Lillard and one other guy, and Draymond Green, I'm okay with it. Like if 100%. even if, would you say? Hundred percent. You know, and I think that was something that the Trailblazers were missing for years when it was just Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. They needed that other guy that was like a Draymond type guy, especially at Draymond's peak. Oh gosh, yeah, they needed that type of guy. And I know Draymond obviously has regressed in some facets, but I'm like, man, if your if your regression is second team all defense, and you're still a great playmaker, and you still can make game changing moments in the playoffs, I'll definitely take you. Like, the the times where the Warriors were giving the Lakers the most problems is when they were doing the Steph and Draymond pick and roll. It's still one of the t- outside of the Jokic and Murray pick and roll. It's still one of the toughest things to guard in basketball. I'd argue probably even tougher than LeBron and AD pick and rolls. Absolutely. So I I don't know. I think Draymond's gonna have suitors. I I think the Warriors are dumb if they let him just go anywhere. They gotta figure out the money. I know they don't want this team getting outrageously expensive, but considering the fact that this is a second round team, I think that those are a lot of the things that like what the Suns are doing is nuts. And I think some of that is new owner. You know them having a new owner in Matt Ishbia. He just wants to come in and make plant his flag, make a mark or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, definitely feel like that's a big part of it. Like, dude's just excited. Yeah, you know, and that's these are typical, you know, new owner type deals. And even the Kevin Durant thing, I mean, that trade, the first round picks they gave up, it's like uh, I mean you yeah. just you justify it as yeah. saying it's Kevin Durant, right? But yeah. now you look at you get Bradley Bill and you realize they're locked into this team and you're like this big three. Ah. The fact the fact that they made this trade and we're we're all sitting here like eh you know <laughs> that that just that goes to say but I I think that this is one of those things where the Warriors need to make sure they're they're obviously they you negotiate whatever now Mike Dunleavy's their GM officially. So you make the the negotiations with the guys that matter and you find a way to make it work, but if Draymond leaves, man, that Warriors team, folks going to learn real quick. I'll just say that. Folks are going to learn quick, fast, and in a hurry about how how important Draymond Green is to that team. But I guess the thing is, and they, I, there was like some some little conversation about it uh, brewing, you know, when the, um, when the playoffs were over, how like the younger players are starting to get a little a little annoyed that they weren't getting their shine yet. And yeah. I guess now, like, there was that, if there was a time you wanted to be like, okay, listen, we got to see what we have. Or do we need to, like, go ahead and just, like, tear it down and see what's in the trade market? Or do we need to, like, move these guys before their, their trade value plummets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? There's a time, I guess, if you're saying, all right, we're going to lose Draymond. Now's the time to test them out. Because, I mean, you lose Draymond, you probably, you probably get rid of pool. So now Moses and um, Moses and Kaminga are now going to get their place on, and you're gonna, you're, I mean, you're gonna see what they got. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So t- talking about one team possibly missing out on their superstar to another team that's possibly going to be or is going to be without their superstar, and John Morant, who the NBA gave a 25 game suspension to, and 
you know, a lot, along with that, stating that Jaw is going to have to clear a certain amount of conditions before he can return to game action. So it could end up being, honestly, more than 25 games. Officially, he obviously cannot play for those 25, but he also has to do out more work along with that 25 games to come back. And obviously, he released a statement about it. You know, the whole apology, I'm going to do better, that thing, after similar to his first message. But now, afterwards, after that, that message being contrite and everything... Uh apparently coming out of Josh camp now is there's reports saying that his camp feels as though the media and the NBA are wrongly targeting him and they're, you know, they're after him in some way, shape or form. And I, I don't know. Man. I mean, you go, you, you go on this because I am just so exhausted by this story. I put out a reel and a TikTok about it today. I'm just so tired. Uh, just like, let, oh, if you're, if you're jaw, right, there is nothing. I mean, not a single thing you're going to do that is going to convince me or probably most people that what you, what you had was not a gun and was in fact a toy slash lighter slash replica slash, you know, cell phone case slash toy slash wand, whatever, bro. I, there's no, there's no world that you're going to like convince anybody retroactively convince anybody that there is no, that that wasn't a gun. Right. And even even if you did, right, now now you look corny because now you're like you're flexing a toy gun on, on Instagram. No one you're gonna get in trouble for it. It's like, bro, it, it just looked like you just look so bad. And, and like now the both ways that you look at Jaw Morant, right? And you're looking at him like, you know, this dude's this this jaw from the burbs. It's like you're looking at him, you're like, bro, why are you doing this? It's like you're from the burbs, bro, like that ain't you. Let's just be real here. <laughs> and it, so you look at him, you're like, "What you doing?" And then now, if you if you from like if you from whatever street you from, I ain't from I don't know. But like you looking at him, you like you, know, you acting tough on Instagram, but you questioning on a you questioning with a toy, huh? That, is that what they doing in the burbs thing? <laughs> it's like yeah, you you like you like cornball for both directions now. <laughs> you, are, you know, it's like bro, just. Just be like, man, just put out your statement, put out your man, you know, I messed up, blah, blah, blah. And, bro, just be quiet for 25 games. Nobody's going to talk. But, man, listen, you get the draft coming up, free agency coming up, everything coming back up. But, bro, people, nobody's going to talk about you for a whole offseason, basically. This is my problem with y'all, man. Like you said. Just, just, just go away. <laughs> just don't say anything. Literally. Listen, take, the Zion, take on the Zion route like he's doing right in science and worry about anything. My man just and so he's like, I ain't got nothing to say. Well, I mean, I was initially fine with Jaw putting out his second apology, whatever. That's fine. But then when you when you go down and you you and your friends and family start talking about the NBA and the media are targeting me, I'm like, fam, who is in your ear, bro? Like, what do you mean the NBA and the media is targeting you, bro? Like, bro, the crazy thing. This is the media that was. Listen, there's. I was about to say. I was about to say some words I couldn't say. They <laughs> were on this man, to Morant for bro. I forget was it was it not 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 last playoffs, the playoffs before last, where like every time John Morant made a basket, you best believe that jump was on ESPN Twitter. Yeah, it was on question. ESPN Twitter. Yeah, like it, they had this like they were ready to give John the crown. And now you mean to tell me that 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 they that that they're targeting you? 
they they're targeting you. They're the ones that are targeting you. Not you being stupid and going on Instagram live. Hundred, bro, a hundred viewers, and you know, saying out here flexing, acting like you. Oh, come on, man. That's what annoys the heck out of me out of this because I'm just like Ja. Where like you can't make that apology and then have no culpability, and then say, oh, it was. You know, these guys are coming after me and stuff like that. Who's coming after you, bro? Nobody made you post that clip. Nobody was checking for the clip. You're the one that posted the or your friend was the one that recorded during the, on the Instagram live. You saw you knew he was recording and you whipped it out. Bro, his friend you trying to bro, his friend had more ways than he did. That's the joke that always gets me. His friend saw that joke in the in the in the in the Instagram. He tried to put that joke down real quick. Saying Johnny have that joint out, man. And you mean like, oh my, how is he? He has more awareness than you do. The one who has the money, the one who gets in trouble if this comes out, he has more awareness than you do. Come on, man. The thing that gets me is like, if you're so contrite and you're so willing to take culpability of your actions, but then you feel like the NBA is targeting you. I'm like, even let's say you feel like they're targeting you because it's not a real gun, whatever. Even if it's a lighter, like there's a video apparently of him with his tattoos matching up showing that it's a lighter, whatever. But even if that's the case, you have to understand the optics. I don't understand what it is about young. It's about the optics. Do you not know what optics are? Like it, 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 <laughs> this is this is just so stupid. But this is a, this is gonna be an extreme example. If you have a girlfriend, cut this out. If you have a girlfriend. Uh-huh. She comes home, sees you in the bed with another woman that she doesn't know. You don't got no clothes on. And you say it's not what it looks like. It's literally one of those. It's and I'm just like, Jock, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> hey, um... And the thing that gets me, right? It's not, and, and you know, we all we all just talk about the gun stuff, right? But that's not even talking about like the the other stories before that too. Do beat up a kid and put a gun, pull the gun on him too. Yeah. His mom fought somebody and like, and, and this was the this was the weirdest one to me. His mom got into a fight with somebody in like like Foot Locker or something like that, and his crew came back later, like pulling up on him, like yo, who got in a fight with my mom over some shoes? And this is actually sound like his, his like multi million. Which I was already a millionaire. But, like, you know, it's just, you know, it's actually signed, like, you know, like. The new big deal. deal. Like, no, no, this was after he signed his Nike deal. That's what it was. He had signed his Nike deal already. And it's mm. like, bro, why is your mom getting in a fight at Foot Locker when you can, you can just, you can get her whatever she, she wants? Like, huh? Literally. Like, you live, but it's like, it's like clearly something, like, something's going on in, that, in like, that whole circle. Like, that's why you say, like, who's in shot here? It's like, but it's clearly, like, so, like it's not just somebody in Jaya. Like it's clearly like the the attitude around him, kind of that like you know like him being like, oh, this is okay because you know clearly like his him his dad got into a got into it with Shannon Sharp. It's like it's like so you need to tell me the people around you are doing these things. It's not that surprising that John's been into these kind of things. Yeah, it's like again, bro, you know, some high school kid. And then came back, like, I know, what was it? He was like, they were like, they started arguing with the sister or something like that. I think, yeah, I think so. I it, was, it was like, it was like kids at high school and they were arguing with his sister or something like that. And he, and he pulls up with this, with the, with the squad, 
talking about where that kid at was right. I'm like, bro, if you don't take your you you a six three point NBA point guard, bro. If you're trying to you're pulling up on a, a a high schooler, bro, you don't need a spy, fam. <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh like, it makes no it's, sense. Bro, you were like, bro, you're John Ray. Like, this is not gonna be something like people aren't gonna be like, oh my god, who is that? Yo, somebody somebody just trying to kill, oh my god, who is that? Like, bro, people know who you are. Exactly. Like, you think no way is not gonna be a word about John Moran pulling up on some high school kids? Like, like folks on, are look, folks are looking at this man John Moran pull up like what, I mean, what are you doing? Like, what, like, what? Only kind of pull up I only I want to hear from Kevin Durant. I mean Kevin Durant. John Durant is on the court, bro. I don't want to hear about no pulling up anywhere else. I want you to pull up on no club. I want you to pull up on no high schooler. I want you pulling up on no I am sure some some important about to be up elementary school kid. I don't want it. Like, bro, don't pull up. Just don't. Like just just chill. Just chill at your house, bro. That's just that chill at your house. Literally. That's all you get. That's just chill, bro. The John Morant stuff is so it's so like an like it's one of those things you when you see a guy like losing like he was on every Nike commercial every ad oh, had him on it like they were trying to push this man as the face of the friend like the face not the friend the face of the league there is zero reason and I mean zero reason this is not the AI situation where you've been good for X amount of years and now it's time to tear you down. Bro, we're still in the build-up phase. Like, we still are in the, like, yo, John Morant's that guy. John Morant is that dude. John Morant, listen, look look at this guy. Look, at, He's going to be the guy in the league. He's going to be an MVP. He's going to be this, that, and the other. This is, that was John Morant, bro. And it's they one of those things, and it's, it's truly one of those things, too, where I'm just like, damn. Man. And it's like, I look, I know the NBA PA is not happy about the 25 games that he got. But I feel like the 25 games was fair, to be honest. But this was Perfect. even more maddening. Perfect. Jaw is supposed to make, I think, because his contract goes to $33.5 million this season. I think each game he's supposed to make like $300,000. He's set to lose like $7.5 million due to this suspension. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, $7.5 million? Yeah. That, that's like life-changing for so many people. And Jaw just loses it. And I'm, I never forget, Kendrick Perkins said this on First Take the other day where he said he one time he got – a tech or something like that. He got suspended and he lost like $30,000 or something like that. And he's like, it wasn't even like the mo- like the cra- crazy amount of money, but he said he never forgets that amount of money that he lost over that stupid, or, or it was like a fine. And he said, he never forgets that money that he lost due to that fine. He's like, man, I could have done something with that money. And it's like, people always think, Oh, these guys make so much money. They don't even care about it. No man. That's still like, that's a 7.5 million. You know, you, you can make yeah. it an investment into a company with that amount of money. Yeah. And that's just, oh, man, it's just so stupid. I mean, do you think the amount of games was fair? Yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know if we were talking about it on here, but I said Ronald uh, got half a season for Mouse in the Palace. Um, and obviously there's no, you know, there's no crime here. You know, there's nothing like that. But listen, the one thing the NBA wants to avoid is NBA did a lot of work to pull itself out of that game culture. Uh, like, and the last thing they want to do is go right back into like you're, you're the guy, the face again, the face of the NBA you're trying to push is trying to push you back and like trying to pull up that game culture again and slap that down real quick. 
Oh yeah, they're gonna <laughs> do anything it takes to. Yeah. They're gonna knock that out of the stratosphere. F that. They're not going with that at all. They had already given him. Listen, they gave him seven, and they were like, "Yo, all right, chill. Like, take it easy, okay." And like, he didn't. He didn't know that. Nah, ain't no way he getting less than twenty. Yeah. Ain't no yeah. way he's getting less than twenty. John need to figure it out, but, man. Twenty five is fine. I feel like it's perfectly, perfectly on the on the dot. I mean, I, I was fine with it too. I didn't feel like it was. I felt like, especially because he kind of he pretty much lied to the commissioner again. And after yeah. he told him, like you know, he kind of gave him this big rap, the the sob story to get Adam Silver to be okay. Yeah, you know, just to essentially the eight game rap and all that. I feel like it was fine. I didn't have a problem with it, but I don't know, man. The NBA's brightest star is going through it because we go from John Morant to Zion Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> Zion's obviously is not it's not terrible, but. Ja, ja, thing. I, I'm not saying Zion's not talking about Zion's, you know, Zion's sloppy. Zion's sloppy, bro. Yeah, you got some crazy things going. on. The difference is like Zion's thing is like, you know, dudes go through that. You know, he ain't the first. Do they? Yeah, I mean, they do. It's just, it just happens. You know, it happens. I'm not gonna. You go through what Zion's going through, and you sloppy. He's he's not the first guy to get caught up. Into put into impregnating somebody's sketchy pad. No, but, but you sloppy though. Like you, not, it's not even just not, the impregnation part. It's the it's, not, not whole other thing that's going on. I don't know what. Like I don't know what's going on there. That's like, what I'm talking about. She went off the deep. Like nah, bro. I don't think you expect the chick to just go off the deep end like she is. Nah, bro. Normally, look. That that's why I say Zion is sloppy, man. Normally you get some you get some contract signed or something to keep people quiet. Uh, that thing. Like I mean, bro, you, I, listen. This is why this is why I say it's a little different. Dude, twenty three. Okay, I am not going to sit here and act like man. Listen, bro, you got to know how to move. You got to have the vets on your team, man. This man's yeah, moving Brandon, sloppy. Listen, if, there's one, if there's one thing that they have shown that that this whole thing, Zion does not know how to move. <laughs> He don't know how to bro. Zion got no riz, bro. <laughs> bro, that joint is a blank. You know, sometimes you see something and you're like, man, I'm not that bad. Zion getting getting exposed like like that. I was like, you know what, man? Hey, you know maybe my game ain't that bad, you know? Maybe, maybe I'm doing alright for myself, you know? <laughs> Like bro, when I'm I'm not trying to go in on this man's personal life, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, nah. I, I know me trying to leave the personal life alone, but I, I'm not even gonna go into the deep details. But let's just say, yeah. like when I saw like him getting like talking about like I pay you a hundred thousand for you to say, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> hey, listen, hey bro, that's that. Hey, listen. That's making move. That's trying to be quiet. Nah, bro. He, no, no. He, but he was trying. That he was trying to do that before it even came out. Like he was trying to like have it be like a regular yes. payment type deal. No, no bro, shot. Nah, hold on. You thinking? You thinking these NBA players ain't paying like that? Man, look, I mean, maybe, uh, but not for. for you don't think NBA? Not stop it, bro. I, that, listen. No, there's but, one thing for I who think, he was I paying? Huh? For who he was paying for, I am astonished. Listen, bro, hey, listen, man, he has, he has a pipe. Evidently, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know what Zion's. He got a pipe. Oh, 
this is madness. <laughs> now the whole the whole thing, I, like I said, like you know, I, she just like and, and listen. If you haven't gone there, I'm not gonna put her name out there because go figure out for yourself, okay? But if you haven't been to her Twitter in the last like 24, 24, 30 hours, that thing is unhinged. Oh, it's so unhinged, bro. I mean, yeah, she's demanding the Pelicans trade him or she's put she's leaking out things that Kim Kardashian is too familiar with. You know, like that, that type of I'm stuff. Yo, know, like she went like, I don't know, she went way off the deep end off that. I was like, yo. I'm, yeah, yeah, that was nuts. I was like, I was like okay, you know, before you were just being kind of like, you kind of being a jerk about it, okay? You're kind of being like, you know, a little, you're making a little bit too much about you, okay? You know, man's having the baby, you know, and listen, you may not like the woman, she may have like some sketchy, you know, scamming behavior in the past, whatever, you know, good on him, he's a father, you know, good on him, man, it's like, you know, you can know, we don't know the dude's life, don't know his relationships, all that stuff, you know, we only see snippets, but good on him, he's gonna be a father, I hope he's, with, I hope he's in his daughter's life, I hope, you know, all that stuff goes well, you know, but she is, she just like lost her mind. And it's like, it's like, it, it went from like, wow, you're being kind of a jerk. Like, yo, you're, you're, you're like borderline doing illegal stuff here. If you, if you take that next step. Yeah, it really though. But <laughs> I guess, I, I guess part of all this goes into encompassing. I mean, we talk about Zion. Zion only played like 20 something, like not even 30 games last season. And when we go to talk about him, his name's been coming up all over the trade circuit. I, I checked my – I was going to make another video about Zion, and I literally had to go back and check the Instagram, the KBR Sports Instagram page, see how many videos I've titled should the Pelic- New Orleans Pelicans trade Zion Williamson. And I was like, no, I'm not doing another one. I'm not. Like, I've talked about this before, and I just sit there, and I'm like, this, this guy, I don't know what the relationship is between him and New Orleans. It, it definitely doesn't seem like he has like, an affinity to the city. I – it's like he, he like he comes out and like and smacks and goes down and it's like oh yeah he's supposed to, it's like he's like not really I mean like Brian plays there like he had one he had one press conference like the really sticks out to me where it was like he was like clearly like yeah I'm I'm I have I like being here I'm I'm happy to be here blah blah, blah. and it was like because you know he was getting like a ton of talk about him going to New York yeah and he was just to New York and all this stuff, and like he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. It was blah blah blah. Still hasn't. So who knows? Maybe maybe you know that was just talk. But like I like yeah like as soon as as soon as like this popped up, like all of a sudden like man, you rev those uh, you know, just rev those things, rev those trade demands up again because like now it's like oh he's going to Houston, now he's going to uh, I mean, Atlanta, got, got connected he's going to everywhere. Like, da- Dallas, they had him connected to Portland. Yeah, Dallas. Everywhere. Uh, you know, the, what's the other team I can't think of? The Hornets. It's like, you know, now all of a sudden he's like, he's just being linked to everywhere. It's like, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like, is it just like, it's one of those, you know, it's just one of those guys who people like, he's a big name. It's like, he's a, he's like, but here's a big the thing star. though, but we can say that, right? But do you think that it's really like a justified move for the Pelicans to consider yeah. trading him at this point? Uh, on, I mean, if if, if the offers that they're getting are are a lot of those offers are going to be built around packages for this upcoming draft, most likely. That's right? what I'm saying. I mean, if you're looking at that and you're saying, listen, if you can get scoot, I mean, sure. I, I yeah, 
I mean, I mean, the people people are really high on Scoop, and it's like if you're if you're that high on them, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I find it weird. I always think it's weird because it, 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 it's one of those things you never want to trade a guy because Zion Luke on the court, dude, dude's amazing. He's phenomenal <laughs> when he's on the court. He is <laughs> phenomenal. That's the thing. And it's one of those things. It's like, is he gonna be? He's literally more athletic, were, Charles Barkley. It's insane. It, he, it, one of those things, he's going to be, he's going to miss, he's going to miss these games now. And then, like, he kind of, like, figures it out and, like, you know, he gets his body right and all that kind of stuff. Or you just, and you look at his talent, you're like, man, if this guy is on the court, we're, he's just so good that we can't trade. His talent is just that good. Or do you sit here and say, listen, he's a great talent, but he can't stay on the court, we trade him. And, you know, if he gets, if he's great somewhere else, you know, we, and we trade, we trade for a guy, we draft a guy we think, we hope can be, you know, as good as Zion, basically, or you know, good enough. And that's the see, so, and that's the that's problem. The yeah, but that's the problem right there. That's the kicker. You're saying we're hoping we get a guy as good as Zion. Yeah. You just don't you're know. Guy, you're trying to hope to get somebody who's good as Zion, basically. Yeah, literally, like you have the guy yeah. that you want, and it's just one of those things. And I think for me, a lot of it is like, how bad does Zion want to be there? Because is there going to be a point where we're yeah. going to see a trade request and? Yeah, that's the other thing, too. It's like, it, 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 you are, it, obviously, they have, you know, clearly more you know, insight than we do. If, if, if Zion is not demanding a trade, I'm not, like, I'm not rushing to trade him. Yeah, and then neither am I. Yeah, yeah, like if Zion's sitting here just like, yeah, whatever, okay, cool. I mean, I'm here, I'm happy. I'm, I mean, you know, what's, I, what's Andrew Biden say, uh, Andrew Biden quote? Hey, listen, there's a bank, there's a bank in every city. Yeah. <laughs> if, he's looking, if he's looking at New Orleans and say, hey, hey, listen, that, that money's been the same, same as anywhere else I go to. It don't matter to me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Fact. You know, if he's like that, sure. Well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not rushing to trade the guy. No, I, I, don't, I don't think – I mean, I think their number one priority, you have to gauge his, his buy-in and his accountability and his discipline because he has to it's, figure out a way to play more games. He has to. Yeah. He, he, he has to like it's it's just not even worth the asset because that's the biggest thing is that like, you're you're no good to me if you can't play and if because I've I mean, they're not in a Portland situation like Portland right now is kind of frustrating it's annoying almost I didn't I didn't write them down I didn't write them down for our topics for, to talk about no, but I, think I, I want to talk about this after the the trade because they are or after the draft you mean hmm? you mean after the draft sorry yes. Yeah. Because um, they are they are one of those – they're kind of like the they're, in-between right now. They don't know – nobody really knows what they're kind of doing. Yeah, and I, I've seen – I've seen – I can't remember who. I think it was Brian Winhorst or it was either Stephen A. Smith, one of the two. The, the credibility Brian. definitely – there's there's definitely level, levels to that credibility depending on who it is. But <laughs> – <laughs> But the person had said – that you know, if they don't do anything on Thursday, to watch out for whatever happens with Damian Lillard on Friday. Because if they um, don't move that pick and get a guy, I mean, th- that third pick is going to be the probably the highest pick they're going to have in any. I mean, yeah. they won it. I mean, literally the ping pong balls felt their way. So that's going to be the highest quality asset that they have outside of Dame himself that they can move to go and get him help in any respect. And I think that's the. That was the rumor I saw that they were targeting Zion with that pick, and I'm just Ooh. like, and and that's an interesting see, pairing to me. That's a very interesting pairing. There's a lot of see. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of talk. That's not who I. That's not who I heard was uh, being targeted. 
I but see, I saw that. I saw we saw Bam at a bio. We saw. We, uh, I I've heard whispers of. I've heard whispers of of Pascal. Pa- uh, Pascal Siakam. Yes. My boy was struggling to get there. But see, but my but my problem with a lot of these pairings is that I just don't feel as though, like, for example, if you build around a good team around those guys and you have a good maybe defensive center, that can make some, some noise. But I feel as though what they have in New Orleans right now is, like, the Brandon Ingram and Zion pairing with CJ McCollum on the side of it, that's a good, like, trio. Yeah. I mean, that that's a genuinely good trio. I think Brandon Ingram has room to get better. Ob- I mean, obviously, but I think for what that trio could be, and they have a solid team with other guys like other complementary pieces. They've done really good in the draft of picking good supporting roles and good young core pieces that could develop with those guys. But it's just one of those things that you need Zion to be there. Even Brandon Ingram needs to get healthy. Like all, I don't know what it is about the NBA, man. Nobody's healthy anymore. <laughs> like that's. Aside for Jokic, right? Like nobody's healthy. It's it's frustrating. Every conversation is always, oh, this person, these guys need to be healthy. If these guys are healthy, I'm sick and tired of always talking about people needing to be healthy. Yeah, you don't know. <sighs> so freaking, I'm over it. I'm over it. The uh, the that's the other reason why I don't like the trade for the Pel- uh, the Pelicans is because it's like they have like they have the perfect like two young stars developing with each other. Yeah, I agree. I truly agree. Like Zion and Brandon Ingram pick and roll should be just, oh gosh, just got to play. He has to play. I, I honestly might do that as a off-season thing. I might just go back and watch Zion's games from this year, the games that him and Brandon Ingram both played in, because I genuinely want to see like just – I want to see more of it. I just want to get a bigger sample size of that because he's so unguardable, bro. Like even his hustle when he's getting the ball, like he he literally looks like a mini Shaq sometimes when he's out there. It's an interesting team in terms of prospects in the Western Conference when you have young cores like I guess whatever young Luca and Kyrie are considered. It's not really young. Uh, Luca's, Luca's young, but yeah, Luca's twenty four. Yeah, Kyrie's like 39, 30 now, or 31. Oh, I was going to say, whoa, wait, bro, bro, bro. Yeah. He ain't no 39. Let's take it easy. <laughs> yeah, like, the way I phrased that, I knew it was going to say. He might just be 30. Yeah, it might be. And then you have Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns. You have, well, who are no, De'Aaron Fo- Fox. Kyrie's how old? 31. Yeah, okay, I, f- I figured. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, yeah. Sabonis. You, yep. There's a lot of good young cores out there, and I just feel as though if you were to count all the young cores, obviously I think Luca is the best player in all of them. But then when you look at the next best player, I mean, I think Zion has a very strong case. If he, I mean, he has to obviously have some some long term success, but and get some postseason accolades under his belt. But I think that he definitely even, would have even a, without even without that. I still think we could safely say that Zion's the best player in that second best player in that in the. That crop of players, I man, I don't know. I I, I really like the Aaron Fox from this last season. I I just need to see Zion needs to play, man. He just needs he, to play. He needs so to because Aaron Aaron's a good player. Zion Zion from what we've seen on the court is all NBA level good. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I agree, NBA. but the only problem is it's like how good is that? Like I take the Aaron playing practically almost every game in the season over Zion well, playing no, yeah. only. You know that's what I'm saying. It's like a, a third it's of the, the season. Assumption that Zion's going to actually play. 
yeah, if he actually plays, then that team is dangerous, man. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think that all the drama and all this stuff warrants him being traded now. But he no, just, no. he has they, they, they have the the Pelicans training staff has always been suspect. And granted, all Bro, these it's so guys, weird, man. Yeah, I don't get it. I I really don't get it. I mean, dating back to Anthony Davis, even Drew Holiday being there, all these guys Bro, that come through there are always hurt. And I don't get it. Tyreek Evans, Drew Holiday. Um, now Zion, even for that, even if you really want to go a little bit further back, Chris Paul. Yeah, Chris Paul as well. Lonzo Ball dealt with injuries when he was there as well, but I think those were man, because he secretly wore those shoes. Man, Zion, I mean, I'm not, I mean, he's talking about somebody going through it. Yeah, I don't think Lonzo, Lonzo messed up ever trying to wrap the big baller brand shoes. Those shoes just weren't good That's quality. The, you know, it's never been like super, like, it's never been like 100% confirmed or anything, but it's just like, it, it you know, it's just one of those things that feels like, like, because the thing is, um, Lamelo's kind of going through the same thing, not, not to the degree, obviously. Not to the degree that uh, Lonzo is, but Lamelo's kind of having ankle issues. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, it seems like they're just an injury-prone bunch. It's so weird. I don't get it, but everybody that has injury-prone issues always somehow, some point, have played for the New Orleans Pelicans. Just, just, to, just to go through the uh, <laughs> the uh, the Pelicans' locker room. They just managed to, managed to find their way there, huh? It makes no sense to me, but... I think they're that's like the, like the anti Suns. Yeah, really though, <laughs> it makes no sense because people who play for the Suns tend to stay healthy. But Chris Paul's withstanding. But I mean, granted, Bro, Chris Paul played in the Pelicans. They take in, they take in your listen. They're like that. Bring your your broken down, your poor, your sick, and they they like rebuild, like, like they rejuvenize them, rebuild them, and put them back out there. And they're perfectly fine. Chris what? Paul's thirty eight, thirty nine years old. Yeah, well, that's Ain't the funny so. thing. I want to I want to figure out who has like the best training staffs in the league. Like, I wish I could go and do a survey right. amongst all the teams and see who they all would say has the best training staffs. Because then I want to go and source to see how many games their star players play. I imagine it's the Suns. Yeah, I'm very curious. Even, it's like even, I mean, like Kevin, like the Kevin Durant. I mean, there, there's not. I mean, there's nothing. That wasn't like a like an overwork or anything like that. It was literally just a freak accident. Yeah, it was. That one just it was unfortunate. Yeah, no, it was just like like just a crazy slip before a game. Yeah, for real. But all right, guys, um, I think that's gonna. Yeah. I think that's pretty much everything. I, I we got yeah. you got the draft coming up on Thursday, so hopefully, yeah, we got a lot, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Listen, if if it's as active as if people are making it seem like it's gonna be, we we're gonna have some we got some stuff uh, to talk about. Yeah, for sure. But guys. Appreciate all you guys for tuning in, of course, and leave a review if you guys enjoyed everything and watching so far, or listening, rather. And, of course, guys, make sure you follow and subscribe to the KBR Sports Podcast on all social media platforms, as well as following myself at Brendan Abin on social media platforms as well. And, of course, if you guys are interested in trying to contribute a topic or you want to do a write-in, go ahead and comment on the podcast or tweet at myself or at KBR Sports, and I will include your write-in on the next podcast episode. But of course, guys, until next time, I'm out.